it is time to start for our uh, event and thanks for joining us again. So today we will talk about the brand new Roadcaster Pro 2 unit that was announced uh, on 15th of uh, June, you know, that, sorry, that was shipped, I think. Yeah. So it is getting firmware update day by day, but today we will introduce the unit and we will try to, you know, talk its physical uh, settings, its options, maybe some, you know, hardware settings and in blind perspective. And we will talk about for accessibility and we will try to spread the words for roads. So uh, yes, Neil, I think you can start to, you know, for the review of the unit. Okay, a description of the Roadcaster Pro 2. It is shaped much like the Roadcaster original. It's a little smaller, it's a little narrower and a little deeper. It slopes up toward the back, so you're looking at it at an angle, starting with the top face of the unit, where all the controls are. Furthest away from you on the top, in the middle of the device, there's a touchscreen. Unlike the Roadcaster original, it is larger, and it is also slanted up. So it's very easy to touch it by accident. I put a piece of cardboard over the screen and taped it on the back so I can flip it open when I want to. I first started with a piece of paper, and I kept pressing buttons anyway, only to discover that you could see through the paper so evidently the road could see my fingers. To the right of the touchscreen, on the furthest part of the face away from you, are four rotary knobs, one for each of the four headphone jacks that are on the back. Between number one and two, and just a little bit below, there is a rotary encoder, which is click-stopped, which has a lot of different things it does, and we'll talk more about that as we go along. To the left of the touchscreen is a big round button, which is the record button. Press it once to start recording. Press it once to pause. Press it once again to restart. And press and hold to stop. Just below the touchscreen are six push buttons one for each of the faders that are on the device. It is basically the top of the channel strip, and pressing that allows you to open the settings for that particular channel, which, of course, are accessible by the touchscreen, with a few exceptions, which we'll talk about later. As you keep moving down the device toward you, you get to the six faders. There are nine inputs on this device, six that use faders, and three that are virtual. And you can assign any of these faders to any of the virtual inputs. We'll talk about that too later. Under each of the sliders are two buttons, a solo and a mute button. To the right of the faders, and taking up almost the whole right side of the device, underneath the headphone adjustments and the rotary controller, are eight smart pads, big square buttons that you can press to have either music, effects, or MIDI-related instances. At the bottom of these eight buttons is a left and right button to allow you to arrow from one group of eight to the next. There are 64 smart pads in all, only eight buttons, but a way to get to the second group of eight, the third group of eight, etc. And that takes care of the top of the unit. There are no buttons on either side of the unit, so we move to the back of the unit the surface which is furthest away from you. Now, as a person who is blind, I don't often picture this as I'm looking at the back. I picture it as I'm looking over the device, reaching around to the back, and feeling what is on my right on the back, which would be on the left at the end if you're looking at it from the back. 
but I'm not. So, reaching over the device to the very right, you find the power button, which is a very interesting button, unlike the old device, which had a nice click to it, so you knew exactly when you pressed it. This is a kind of rubberized, squishy power button. And sometimes you're not sure you've pressed it. You have to press it in really hard to make sure. There's not a good, solid-sounding click as there was on the old device. To the left of the power button, right next to it, is a USB-C jack, which furnishes power to the device, the other end going into an electrical outlet. To the left of this are two things, a micro SD card slot, and below that is an Ethernet jack. So you can plug in your computer via Wi-Fi or via Ethernet. To the left of that is USB 1. This jack can do two things. It is what you can connect to your computer, to USB main, and it also can be connected to another input on your device, which would be USB chat, which is what you'd use if you were talking to someone on Zoom, CleanFeed, etc. Mix minus is automatically on on this channel. To the left of that is USB 2, which could be used for another computer, because you can connect more than one computer to this device. It is also what you might use for an iPhone, and that's what I'm using it for right now, and that's what allows me to connect my iPhone to the device in order to be able to communicate on Clubhouse, etc. To the left of that is a group of six jacks. The two on the right are monitor outputs, one on top of the other. The other four are the four headphone jacks, which correspond to the headphone volumes I talked about earlier. And to the left of that are four combo XLR quarter-inch jacks, into which you can plug microphones, line-in devices, etc. And that is all there is, folks. That is the physical description of the Rodecaster Pro 2 device. Yes, great product. And, you know, it's revamped and it's created from the scratch again. And multiple things changed. You know, it's smaller than the other. You know, for, for maybe we can call it Roadcaster Pro OG. Um, John, welcome my friend, um, John from Roadcaster Pro Club uh, in Clubhouse, and he's very familiar for uh, Roadcaster Pro, and also he's supporting for accessibility, and always he's, you know, uh, talking <laughs> to Road, please make it accessible for, for blind. So, yeah. So, I will continue to talk for the unit, and if you want to join us and if you want to come to stage, please just raise your hand and we'll be more than happy to go. So we are also hosting this uh, event on Zoom. Uh, one of us, our friend, uh, her name is Raven, just provided a Zoom Pro account, and we are also uh, broadcasting on Zoom, and there are eight people listening to us in the Zoom right now. Thanks for joining. So. I'm just uh, continue to talk about the possibilities of the unit. So as Neil said, there are four inputs available. It's, they are combo inputs, nitric jacks, and you can plug your dynamic or XLR microphones. And you don't need to use any cloth lifter for SM7B or uh, other you know, hungry microphones. Uh, and Rod said that if you use any cloud lifter, uh, you will get some background noise, or some hisses and so on. Also, yeah, you can use that combo jacks to use your instrument your, uh, to your line level devices. And the two different USB uh, ports available, they are completely different. 
and they're working independently. The first USB channel, when you connect it to your computer with Type-C to Type-C cable that comes with units called SC27, or when you buy a cable called SC18, for example, you can connect to your computer, you will have two separate audio devices. The main is a multi-track audio device and you can use for your main mix or you know with your DAW to you know uh, record all channels independently. The Roadcaster Pro 2 chat is a mix minus enabled um, and using for communication apps. For example right now I'm using mix uh, minus feature for the chat because I've selected um, Roadcaster Pro 2 chat within the club deck uh, in here. And the second USB port called US Roadcaster Pro 2 secondary, it's switchable uh, mix minus feature. Now I'm using it on Zoom. And so I'm using only one computer, two cable, Zoom and club deck together. Also, I can hear my screen reader but you cannot. Yeah, these are possibilities of this unit. My scenario is when someone talk in Clubhouse, it is transmitted to Zoom as well. That works without problem right now. Also, this device has a built-in SD card reader. It's upgraded to USB 3.0 and it's very faster than the other, the old one. And you, you can also connect your portable SSD drives the second USB port has a MFI compatibility. That means you can connect your iPhone or iPad with the appropriate cable. It's called Lightning Accessory Cable. It's different cable. It is not a standard data or charger uh, cable that comes with your iOS device. It is different. It's called SC19 in road section. You can you know get this cable. And yesterday we found that it is possible to use the Apple Camera Kit uh, adapter or Belkin uh, camera adapter can work, uh, but Rode, re Rode recommends us to use a SC19 cable. Also, this device has nine channels available, nine uh, inputs available. Also, when you connect to your USB, you have three separate audio devices. These, these are ins and outs. Also, the sound pads called smart pads in this unit, and a good point, they have added a physical button to navigate between next and previous sound banks. For example, in my unit, now I'm just touching a, playing something here. As you hear, uh, normally when I load my unit, when I open my unit, it comes with the sound bank number one. But when, when I navigate to next one, there's a button here. Also, I can enable some sound effects. I'm just talking here. Or talking now. Like this. And I can navigate back to the main area, the, the, my first sound bank, and I can now play something there. These completely accessible, maybe one accessible thing we found it. So yeah, it's working fine. Because in Roadcaster Pro OG, it is not possible to uh, you know, change the bank with, uh, without sighted help. But now it is possible to do that. Yeah. Neil, do you want to add something? You're doing great. Thanks. So, yeah, 
you have four headphone control uh, knob here. It is the same. There no, there is no any changes for this. And you have six physical faders, three virtual faders. You cannot use this physical, uh, sorry, virtual faders right now. But we are requesting Rode to assign this virtual faders to a new rotary encoder that comes with this unit. The rotary encoder allows you to make selection on the screen, but firstly, you need to touch the screen and find the option that you want to change. For example, when you want to adjust the brightness, you can click brightness and turn the knob. Or for example, if you want to change the level of something, you need to uh, click it at once uh, with your finger and you can turn the knob. But when you press it once, and if you connect the Bluetooth speaker, you can use this button to control your main output and your Bluetooth output uh, by in each press. When you press and hold button, it is muted. Your it is muting your uh, main output. So we want the road assign virtual faders to this button, and we can navigate between three virtual faders by each press. Now, if you're sighted, of course, sorry to interrupt you, but if you're sighted, of course, you can change what fader goes to what. So you can actually map one of the virtual channels or all of them to faders, except that we can't do yet. Completely right. Yeah. So, for example, in our setup, I think, and we, we, we noticed that we are using the same uh, mapping with Neil. For example, I have just mapped two microphones with my first two faders and my fader number three uh, controlling my USB port number one and main channel. And the other fader is controlling chat channel. The other one is secondary. And the last one controlling my sound pads volume. Uh, I have also created a stereo linking between two uh, line inputs, but I have to assign it to a virtual uh, fader and it is not possible to control it. But I hope that they're working a new releases. I hope that we will one day when we you know wake up, we will see that they have added this feature because we are saying in air, everywhere. One, one note to add, if you actually are using, say, three and four for line in stereo, you can link them because then they're they're virtual. Uh, they're not virtual, and you can do it. And all you have to do is turn up the volume for number three, and it operates the volume for four. Yeah. And there is a function that I want to, um, you know, because multiple users are saying that my device are not working or my device has a problem. I just would like to point that here. So uh, this device has a function called audio mute. For example, if one of your channel or, or one of your faders is up, it is automatically muting your main output, your connected monitors to prevent any feedback. Yeah, this can be disabled. It is possible to disable it, but it, it, it's on by default. So, for example, when you assign something in a virtual channel, and if you accidentally turn the knob for virtual channel, for example, you cannot hear anything with your monitor output. For example, for my setup, I have just disabled auto mute function right now because uh, if I touch the screen suddenly or accidentally, uh, maybe I can uh, turn the knob to change another thing, but it can maybe change the volume of the one of the virtual fader. And uh, when it's on, I cannot hear anything from my main monitors. I'm just using 
hold and mute function uh, instead of auto mute. When I want to mute my monitor, I'm just clicking and uh, pressing and holding the uh, rotary encoder and uh, that works fine. Yeah, for my setup. Did you want to talk about the software? Yes, let's continue for software. And uh, as I mentioned before, if you want to join us, if you want to, you know, uh, share your opinion, please uh, raise your hand and we'll be more than happy to talk with you. Software, yes. The good news, this device works with Linux-based operating system. I don't want to share any technical information right now because some of them may be not announced by the road yet, but it's completely uh, redesigned with a Linux-based operating system. And this, this, we can say that there are endless possibilities to, to you know, adjust options for blinds or so, for other uh, feature requests and so on. But unfortunately, there is no any changes or any implementation right now. For desktop, they're using application called Road Central. This application uh, compiled with Juice platform. Maybe some of you knows Juice due to plugin or VSTs that you're using within your DAWs. So uh, the Juice team said that if Road compiled the application with the latest uh, build uh, version of the Juice, it can be usable for the screen reader, for example, NVDA or JAWS, etc. But right now, it is not accessible for us, and um, there are you know there are multiple options. But unfortunately, we cannot uh, make any changes on the road sensor application without cited help. Uh, yes, you can use the OCR function, for example. But when you try to uh, read the text, there is no problem. But when you want to click it, it is not uh, you know affecting because you need to uh, click the images, not for texts. Uh, so yeah, this is the this is the issue, and we are waiting for um, the solution. Two releases uh, has been published after the Roadcast Pro Two for Road Central application, two point zero point one and two point zero point two, but there is no changes yet. And also for firmware update, they are, they have released I think four firmware versions, and the latest one was released twenty eighth of uh, June, one point zero point four but there's no changes for accessibility right now. Um, yeah, that's it for, for the software right now. I know the Road Central iOS application is not compatible with the unit right now. Uh, maybe, maybe they can support it later. And also the other thing is that I'm waiting. Uh, this unit comes with one Gbps, you know, gigabit ethernet and Wi-Fi adapter. So, Maybe one day they can implement some other options like OSC, open sound control, or some other options to allow us to you know, modify some settings instead of waiting from road. For example, then when we you know, did for RME, you know, uh, it works fine. If, if they uh, add the feature for OSC, maybe we can uh, make multiple changes without waiting anything from the road. Uh, or, or yeah, we can, do th we can do that by self. But... Uh, currently, these uh, connections are only using for upgrading firmware, and uh, they didn't expand it yet. But I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, five G, uh, GHz Wi-Fi and one Gbps, um, one gigabit uh, Ethernet, 
you know, it's very, very uh, great feature. But yeah, I think this is this is not for firmware upgrading. Maybe it will be expandable for the future. You might ask, why do we use this if it's that inaccessible? And there are probably two reasons. One is we hope and we have some reason to believe that they will do work on accessibility. The second reason is that, well, for me, one of the reasons is the microphone preamps in this thing are amazing. The road says they're within, I can't remember whether it's one half or one and one half dB of the lowest possible floor noise level for any microphone preamp, and they are extremely quiet. So there are reasons, especially if you're a podcaster and if you want the sound pads and all the USB connections. By the way, you can also connect a second computer to this. In fact, you can connect your computer to both, to, to two channels, and do even more stuff. So it is, it is amazingly flexible. It's just that we aren't there quite yet accessibility-wise. Yes, yes. And also... I just would like to sh uh, share the story with you. In 2018, they've just released, you know, uh, they have released a Roadcaster Pro first version for podcasters, you know. And I got, you know, uh, the unit when, uh, you know, released. And I've just, I've been very excited for this because, you know, one device and you can do multiple things uh, without any mixer or something. And I've just connected with Rhodes. And I had a chance to talk with Mr. Friedman as well, their, uh, you know, uh, patron. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and they have uh, helped me to talk with their CEO, uh, Mr. Wilson. And they said that we can help to expand the accessibility of the Roadcaster uh, devices for the future. So, uh, at, and their product manager was, you know, uh, Matthew He's a very good person, and he we, we just prepared a accessibility checklist with Neil, and we just shared with with him. They have just added function to double uh, double tap to power button to turn off the unit instead of pressing yes button on the screen. And a community like this, no, not only for blinds and other people are love this because in nowadays in Facebook groups, I saw that multiple sighted person wrote that why you have removed this function. I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to press the yes button on the screen. I want to use that feature. Hey, Rod, why did you remove this and so on? So yeah, but unfortunately, Matthew left from the company and uh, some, some days, uh, Tristan from Rhodes said that we, uh, we have a connection with uh, Vision Australia and we will work with them to make the products accessible. We said that, okay, if you want to continue with them, no problem, because we are just want, you know, uh, we are just want to use the device with outsided help. And, you know, today, 2022, a new device released and unfortunately, we didn't see anything. We're just trying to spread the words. We are just trying to reach the road for accessibility. Some people are saying that te text-to-speech will come or we will implement some feature, but there is no any clean, any, you know... Uh... Actually, there's yeah. one thing Thank we, one thing we yeah. 
head that we don't have, which you just mentioned, and to explain what what you're saying about the closing of the turning off the unit, what you do is you press the power button, and then on the screen it pops up. Do you want to um, do you want to close? Yes or no, and you have to touch the screen to say yes, yes. or no. Now, before, as you said, you could click the power button twice, and that would do the yes, yes for you. Well, guess yes. what? Yes. That's gone. So That's gone. one yeah. has to find the button on the screen, which is what's interesting and which we have forgotten to bring out is that this unit haptic. also has haptic touch and haptic yes. sound. So mm-hmm. there are only two buttons on the screen at that point, a yes and a no. And if you know where to find it, and you feel a little beep under your finger, or you feel a little vibration under your finger, and hear a little beep. Yeah, it's more sudden, easier for the first. Sun, yeah, yeah, right. So it, it does make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you, for example, when you navigate on the screen, um, there are three different haptic modes uh, available: off, uh, on hold, and always uh, on. Uh, when you choose always on option, but it is not possible to enable haptic feature without sighted help as well. <laughs> so when you open it, yes, you can navigate through the screen and you can uh, find a button. When you press it, you will hear a small uh, vibration or something, a small sound from the device and you can understand you, you found it. So yes, and you can, for example, uh, it, it is possible to understand where is the settings gear and where is the back button. It is really too uh, easy to find, but it is not possible to, for example, choose the fader, uh, virtual faders, because when you uh, push virtual faders on the screen, you cannot get any haptic feedback. Yes, when you choose the uh, hap- uh, virtual channel, you can use a rotary encoder to adjust the volume, but uh, haptic feedback is not working to uh, selecting the virtual channels as well on the main screen, but the uh, the other areas can you know yeah they're working in different areas. Uh, yeah, that's it. So so today we are just waiting you know some releases on some changes from Rode because as a software developer I know that you know it is really easy to uh, make some changes. I saw that Jackie. Uh, available in Zoom right now. Uh, she's listening to us and she also doing website thing and she knows that. You know, uh, it's really easy to... Yeah, maybe I'm not sure you can speak or not. <laughs> But uh, yes, I to be honest that it is possible to make some devices or some software accessible with only a few clicks. It's really easy. It's really easy. For example... That my example to assigning rotary encoder to virtual uh, channels, it's really easy because it's already assigned to two different outputs, main output and Bluetooth speaker. It seems that this function is already built in. They need to expand it. This is a small step, but it can change our life. It when when they are available, we can control all of the you know nine faders volumes without any sighted help. But now we can only control for six faders. Let's before we continue with accessibility, let's pause and see if anybody has any questions. And now's one of the chances you get. We get others, but if anybody has any thoughts, questions, and then next we're going to talk about more accessibility issues. Yes, Nick here, Brand here, Michael. Oh, welcome, Michael. Michael. 
Do you want to join us on the stage and do you want to share your thoughts? Bill here. If you, you know, raise your hand, I'd be more than happy to invite you to the stage. And on, on Zoom, we have 10 participants here. Jackie here. Kevin Dowsett here. Mikkel here. Paul here. Raymond, she's our co-host. Brian here. Georgina here. So, yeah, do you have any question, guys, or do you want to, you know, share your thoughts? It's a quiet clubhouse today. Yeah, it's it's quiet today. Okay. One of the things that is interesting which I'm sure we, you will cover more in detail in terms of accessibility is something we as users can do for other users because one of the things you can do with the Roadcaster Pro oh, too, Okay. Oh, did you hear the Jaws sounds? Uh, yes, yeah, somebody yep. unmuted. It, see, it seems that I have connected uh, the Zoom and Club Deck without any issue. <laughs> oh. And it seems that, yeah, Roadcaster Pro 2 works fine. And when, when someone talks in Zoom, we will hear in Clubhouse. Yeah, it works well. So one of the things you can do with this device is that you can export a show, which yeah. includes everything, your pads, your your what you've routed to what channel, etc. So if, for example, somebody wanted to have a sighted person develop a show for them, these are transferable. All you have to do is load it on your sound card and all of a sudden you have access to all the things you wish for, assuming you have somebody to help you do that, but it doesn't have to be somebody local. It can be someplace that just sends you their, their user files and off you go. Yes, for shows, I can say two things. The first one is, for example, yesterday I just sent an email to Rode. I said that I have, I need following functions in a show. Could you create and share? And uh, one of the uh, representatives just sent an email, contains a uh, zip file. So, yeah, you said that it's really great to, you know, create a show and share with others. But, but the only thing is maybe they can add a shortcut to Rode Central to allows us to export and import shows. For example, maybe this is another basic step or easy step. If someone, a sighted help, I think there are multiple people available in the community can help us. For example, two days ago, uh, I just created a post on the Facebook group and uh, one of the users just helped me to, uh, called me via uh, video conferencing and he helped me to make some changes on my uh device and also he just connected with TeamViewer and adjust some of the uh, fader assignment with Road Center application. So I know this community can you know help each other each other. And um, if they add two keystroke, control S for saving, control O for you know open show file, for example, if they allows us to do that, maybe someone create a show for us and we can import it. For example, I have about eight microphones there, but I couldn't use any of my condenser microphones right now. 
because it is not possible to enable phantom power. It's really, 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 you know, bad experience for this. In I terms up, of your being able yeah. to do it in a, a non-sighted way, it is available, but you have yes, to be able available. to see to do yeah. it. Yes, you have to see that. because, And it's really easy. You have to choo, you know, choo, uh, press the channel button uh, above the fader, and you, you can just, you know, if you want to use one of the microphone preset, built-in preset, you, you can just, you know, choose it. That's it. Or if you don't have any preset uh, for, for your microphone, you can just, you know, choose a, a, a standard dynamic microphone or condenser microphone. So they do but have presets can... for, sorry, for numbers mm -hmm. of, especially Rode mics, Pod mic, Rode uh, NT1, etc., Yes. Which you can choose. Now, they, and, and in doing so, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that can happen with what, what you set up because you can, uh, first of all, there is a bunch of software um, operations that you can do. You can turn on something called Big Bottom, which lowers the voice, the sound of your voice. I don't need Big yeah. Bottom. Um, high pass. You can also, unlike on the old road, there's a whole EQ section. And whereas many mixers, including the Allen & Heath, has one adjustable frequency. For example, the, they have middle, uh, top, uh, upper frequency, middle frequency, and lower frequency. And the middle frequency is selectable. You can change it. On road, you can change all three of them. Of course, if you can see to do it. But there are lots of processing stuff that that each of those mics you pick will turn on. And the ability to go turn them on or off or adjust them at this point is not is not available unless you have sighted help. Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. Rode also added some presets for known microphones like, uh, I think, ElectroVoice RE20 and uh, Shure SM7B uh, built-in presets available. Uh, for for different you know brand microphones, but yes, you're right. It is not possible to make those changes without sidle help. So for road sensor application, you can make some changes. For example, you can adjust the screen brightness, reset your unit, uh, assign your faders to different uh, outputs, for example, and also you can export your uh, recording. And uh, you, maybe you can do something for your shows or something. But uh, uh, you can also change your headphone uh, sensi sensi sensitivity and also your uh, monitor output options. But it is not possible to do that with the screen reader or OCR feature as well due to the Juice, uh, you know, uh, compiled version. Uh, yeah, that's it. But um, for, for show, as I mentioned before, yes, I'm now trying to read the show file programmatically. I just opened within the hex editor and I you find some places. The only thing is, yeah, well, I'm just trying to understand the structure of the file. And there it, it comes with pad uh, folder and c configuration file and MD5 file. MD5 is you know really easy and we can we can create an MD5 for the, for the file after the modification. But now I'm just trying to understand the show um, structure. It, it is a bin file and it's very big file. So today I found a way to uh, you know implement my own sound without sighted help. Uh, this sound has been sent by, by yourself. 
I've just loaded, but this is not an easy step. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not possible to share with the community right now uh, because it's, it's not usable for end users. But I hope that we will have some uh, development for, from roads uh, in, in the you know, near future. But of course, if you can have access to sighted help, part of the point is you can drop and drag any sound on your computer to these. They, they, it comes with preset sounds, yes. um, some of which I have deleted, some of which are still there. Yeah, well, okay. Um, but And you can add your own, which I have done, and as you have done. Actually, I sent you some files to play with, and you finally got it. But here's... Yeah, so you can add your own WAV files, but you have to do it in the software, which is totally inaccessible. Inaccessible. And someone said that it is just possible to drag and drop. It is not possible to click and load. You know, it's, it's that is correct. Oh, we couldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. In fact, my wife had to get both windows up there at the same time which is yeah. not easy to do, and drag from one to the other. I tried just going into the folder when it was open and putting the sound there, and it didn't work. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So, yes, we will, we will wait, you know, development from the road, and there's nothing to do right now because... Um, and we're also waiting for your new unit, I think, because your, your monitor outputs are defect. And we're yeah, just waiting it's, for it's new. one of the new batches, and I have a problem with mine, and they're going to send me another one. So I will use this one until I get the new one. Yeah, it seems that Focusrite made a job, and they've said that the Warcaster uh, Windows application is totally accessible, and I think a review is on the way for a community, for a blind community. Maybe we will see it in a in a week or something. Uh, I just wondered this unit as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, Rode does make an app that is not. Uh, it's it's what is it controlled? Uh, can't remember. It doesn't control this unit though. But I wondered if the that campaign? was. Yeah, uh, no, uh, the the iPhone Rode app. Connect. Yes. Connect. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking maybe they would develop one for this one. But And that would be, I mean, at Zoom, all the new Zoom recorders have accessible apps with them. And they're well laid out, well designed, and accessible. So it is possible, but they will do whatever they'll do, hopefully soon. Hope that. Okay, guys, do you want to join us in Zoom or in Clubhouse? In Zoom, you can directly unmute your, your, your microphone and you can talk and we can hear you. Uh, on Clubhouse, you can just raise your hand and we can invite you to the stage and you can share your thoughts or if you have any question, we would be more than happy to answer. Yeah, we are here. This is Brian. Okay, Brian, go ahead. So to sum up what you're saying, you are very fond of this unit. You are very happy with the sound, the physical layout, uh, much of the stuff about it. And as usual, <laughs> uh, oh, I, I say, um, you are also um, very frustrated with the level of accessibility, uh, mainly to the software. Yeah. Um, 
So my question is, mm, I also expect Road to come up with some fun thing, but they may have many issues right now because they don't. They know that they won't be selling this great unit to the radio stations and TV stations before it's really working stable. Yeah. So, so they have a lot of things ahead of accessibility. That's understandable because we are not the main customer segment. But um, I got an idea. You say that they want to work with the Australian. Yeah, Vision Australia. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, is there any way that you can come in connection with them and make them um, kind of glue your interesting your interests together uh, so that they could eventually contact Broad uh, in a more formal way so that we can get some good people like you and uh, you Neil and you can to to work more closely with the world because I'm sure that this is not uh, bad will this is not because they dislike blind people um, originally the founder of uh, road was from Sweden uh, my neighbor country here Australia and, um, yeah no no originally uh, road the road founder, Came from. Ah, uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. the Friedman uh, family. Many years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and I'm sure if you can kind of get him to be interested in this concept about making us blind, uh, being able to use the unit more efficiently, we will never get 100% accessibility. That's uh, probably not possible, but. Um, As I can hear from you, there are many things you would like to work with that doesn't work for now. So I really hope that you don't give up on this and you continue try to to persuade them to um, be more inclusive when time permits. I mean, updating Jews, of course, uh, demand a little fee from them to pay, um, and and. When this is done, hopefully soon, then they can um, <clears throat> compile their fine uh, uh, product. And voila, then we have a partially, if not totally accessible solution. So what you are know, your hopes? What are your expectations in all this? You know, when I used to work Thank at... Thank you, Brian. Sorry. Yeah. When all I right. used to work at Trace... One of the things that we came up, well, we didn't come up with it, but we discovered, and you've mentioned this already, that I think one of the ways we can go is to find ways that are not only beneficial to people who are blind, but to benefit everybody. Like, yes, the, like the button yeah. to turn it off and on. As we know, yes. sighted users often use that. So what kinds of things could we do that would make people who see more likely to use these things than, than what's there. And if we can do that successfully, and we can't do it with everything, but that's certainly one way to approach it. And also we know that we are not alone. You know, only there is no, you know, one community all around the world. You know, I know that you know, they have multiple tasks to complete for, for 
all of the customers that they have. But we are just, you know, wanting them to make small things, and we believe that we can we can adjust ourselves to to use that feature. For example, updating the juice version is really easy. Assigning the faders to the knob really easy. You know. Uh, Activate the you know double press bu- power button is very easy and they can be used for all around the world for all customers not for blinds and also uh, Brian we had very great communication with Rode in the past very very great uh, I I had a conversation with directly with CEO and not an email directly on Zoom you know but uh, when they say we 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 are connecting with Vision Australia and we will continue to work with them officially. Our conversation loop was, I really don't know which word is correct, but yeah, <laughs> I think you understood. So yeah, we lost it. We lost it. So, and um, now, for example, uh, we, we um, Neil and me, we are trying to contact them more than three years. So uh, Neil in USA trying to you know uh, always talk with USA team and I'm also trying to contact with Australia team the, the headquarters but unfortunately they're just closed for new communication way right now maybe they have a reason for this I believe that they have a reason and maybe one day we will see new features or new firmware just for us maybe really don't know because I don't want to say any b- bad words and I don't have any bad intention really I don't have but you know, I just would like to use my unit like others. I just would like to, you know, mm, you know, configure my unit for, for basic needs. Maybe I cannot, you know, change the processing. I cannot change the, for example, uh, mm, you know, echo or delay, uh, you know, settings or send something. But why I'm not enabling phantom power for my mic? You know, what I find interesting is that Road USA has been extremely helpful. Their tech support people yes. not yes, only know their I device... Think so I called them many, many times, but and here's, always they helped me. But here's what's interesting. They lobbied for accessibility, given what you and I said to them, and it didn't make much difference. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what this job with Vision Australia is and the fact that your loop got closed, our loop got closed. Yes. Uh, we shall see. But... Their tech support here in the U.S. has been really great. I think so. I agree with you. And the tech support guy in Australia is good as well. There is no problem for the you know for the uh, people who are working there. We are, we don't have any issue with them. They're always helpful. They're just yesterday they just created a show and sent me. You know they're always helping. There is no problem. We're just talking about you know approach for accessibility. We are not talking about for people. We're just talking about for approach. And I think Brian yeah, I might think. be right. Oh, sorry. I think Brian might be right in, in that there's a lot of stuff that has to happen now. They, they keep coming up with updates very quickly, and it's a new unit. And maybe they just need to make sure this thing works before they dive into the other project. Hopefully, at some point, Hope they will that, dive. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Because, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, I'm still waiting for this. Because I know that when one day we will wake up and we will see something that will excite us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, may I speak? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, please. Okay. So... Uh, 
one, by the way, quick bit of housekeeping. You do have people with uh, hands raised in Clubhouse. I was one of them until I switched to Zoom. Oh, um, and, it is not. And that was even. It is not reporting. Why? No, Club Deck does not. Club Deck is terrible at it. Oh my God. Yep, Club Deck is god awful at, at uh, handling hands raised. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, just a note. Um, I'm I'm actually one of the people who is spear is tip of the spear for getting the audience firmwares accessible uh, through Juice. So I've been sort of coordinating um, myself and a guy named Scott Chestworth have been coordinating the uh, 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 with with the development team at Audient. And so what I do need to point out that is that actual usable, especially truly like as a nice to use accessibility with Juice is possible, but not trivial. It's not simply uh, click, uh, compile it and run it with a, with, with a click, or at least that's been the experience we have seen uh, with beta firmware coming out of Audient. Um, as there's been one guy, one developer over there who's made it his mission uh, to make this accessible. And he's smart too. He asked the right questions, talked about what software we actually use to use this thing, all that sort of thing. And we've been sort of talking back and forth about issues within Juice. Quick, fun, quick fact, Juice accessibility is an example of accessibility done in the absolute wrong way in that it was not developed out of some concern. It was developed because Juice was acquired, the people behind Juice were acquired by somebody and accessibility support was, was, <laughs> was, was developed as a condition of acquisition. Yeah, so it. believe me, so believe me, it, 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 Juice accessibility is a is still very problematic because it was done in bad faith. Now, what I want to know, I really wonder if there are any Australian people in here who actually are connected with Vision Australia. Because what I've been trying to find out, given given that we know this thing has been, we know that Road is considered one of Australia's success stories. You know, it's one. It, it, they're they're famous over there. They're they're considered one of Australia's great exporters. Maybe we can ask David, David, or one of the yeah, guys. What, what are what is Vision Australia actually doing? Is what I want to know. I really don't know because I don't know him, but uh, I know one of them. You know, um, uh, they're selling products. You know, for for uh, Australian. Uh, peoples and, and and one of them has a multiple podcasts as i know uh, he is familiar for uh, in apple products and um, uh, as a former apple employee i talked with him before but i know he is working at vision australia i think his name is david woodbridge or david something not sure uh, but david woodbridge sounds familiar yeah, yeah 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 maybe we can we can ask to him do you have any connection with road or did you make any step or something you know you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. For, for, for programmatically, you know, it is, um, yeah, it is, it is hard to do something, you know, instead of talking. I, I agree with you, but also uh, I'm developing software in more than eight years, so sometimes, yeah, it, it is not possible to share everything in here because we are recording the room as well. But in behind these units. Uh, there are really, really easy steps available. I saw that. I confirmed it. Okay. Can, can you, right. that, that, okay. That, yeah. Can you help us? Okay. Sorry. Can you help us understand who has their hand raised in Zoom? So in case somebody wants to ask a question. If you, um, if somebody will, or rather you, you're, asking, you're saying in Clubhouse? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Clubhouse. Clubhouse mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It, it is not recorded. Right. 
and you can you can check that is there any person steer I, ah, if I was if, I if found somebody, it, yeah. I, oh there you go okay good okay John okay I think I saw it but I have to now you have to actually accept them which yeah I've accepted now okay good mm -hmm. go ahead by the way not, not, Nice to con nice to have the uh, multiple mix minuses confirmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. That works well. For example, yeah, and <laughs> and uh, apart from all, for example, as a, as a blind, I com successfully confer. Uh, I confer successfully. Co uh, you know, uh, sorry, I just uh, got a notification from Clubdeck and I mixed the words. So, I as a as a, a blind person, I successfully you know um, you know set up my. Uh, device right now and zoom and club deck works together without an issue and everybody hear each other right now yeah and i've done it with with, with i i've done it without uh, touching the screen you know <laughs> it's built in <laughs> yeah by the way we are getting more routing um that we know that's coming from the developer stream that happened a couple of days ago uh so you're, you're gonna you're gonna get a routing table Perhaps even another output. I know that some of the gaming community is requesting one. Yeah. Um, and and I, that, that extra output on USB 1, if we do get it, would be huge for us because in the routing table, you also know that because they described it, they will be able to send certain things, say, only to headphones mm -hmm. um, and not just by hitting the solo. So this is, this is like a step away from being the ultimate small broadcast console for people who can't see except for accessibility problems yeah, okay. great. who has their hand up in clubhouse i now see nick john Nock, i think that that's me i, I okay I, yeah I, 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 I saw you only right now and a, a heading appears in club tag right now it's called raise hands and <laughs> i just saw you yeah yeah all right, so I guess, guys, give it a try again. Those yeah. who are in Clubhouse, so are you, are you, are you working work. in an accessibility right now? or what's, what's your... So I'm technically a, a business administrator for a uh, voice over IP services business by, by, by day. But I um, have been an internet radio broadcaster for years. And one of the things that I've been doing is sort of communicating with audience. And me and a guy named Scott Chesworth have kind of, there's a there's a whole audience users group on WhatsApp, and with all that, we sort of you know got together and linked up with the excellent tech support team. And audience being a very small, very yeah. um, understanding company. Yeah, I know. We're audience, kinda, yeah. yeah, we're kind of working together with them, and that's that's sort of um, I'm seeing this process. When I saw when I saw the developer stream, and when I saw them confirm that this thing is essentially a tablet. Just it happens to have high-end audio converters and preamps in it, but the tablet runs Linux. Uh -huh. I sort of hoped when I heard Tristan confirm that that it would be a, there would be a nice avenue for us to get accessibility done. But I'm I must confess the fact that Vision Australia linked up and and yet we got nothing from it. I, I see what you might be saying, but if you really want quality accessibility, you did you did you listen to Tristan's video or you know you have a connection yes, with it? Yes, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I yeah, to the whole thing. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I've done it as well. Okay, yeah. I know we can yeah, go on like this forever, but I do want to hear from from other people 
if their hands are raised and we don't know about it. Brent, do you want to share something? I think you're in stage right now. Yeah. We saw 39 people before here. Right now, they're just going. <laughs> Club deck. Yeah. Kevin, are you there? Do you want to say something? There we go. I have, haven't used this in a while. Didn't find the mute button. Um, <laughs> no problem. Don't I, worry. I got, you sound sounds like 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 you almost got a radio station in a box with this thing. You know, you know the the Pod Track P4 and other devices are are okay and you know they're, they're more accessible for what they do but you know this is like another league if they're going to add full routing i think that, yeah, i confirmed that if they ever did if they did do text to speech we sure don't want to pollute pollute our outputs with it but i think that the biggest chances we have of more fully featured accessibility are probably that open sound thing that you mentioned you know i don't really yes. know much about it or what devices have or don't have it, or road making the currently the, the Behringer devices and RME devices are supporting OSC. Uh, maybe uh, road will will support in the future because it is a built-in you know Ethernet network. You mean I thought the I thought the RME interfaces were just USB. Well, they they probably make some. More advanced ones. Yeah, they have a virtual uh, network thing, and they have a application called Total Mix FX. You know, and Total Mix has a built-in OSC support, and they have just just shared uh, three hundred commands with us, and we have just created with an application with Alexi, and you know, and multiple peoples are using from two thousand seventeen. Wow. You know, because I know, you know, I always heard, you know, you know, there are things, you know, like Behringer, like the Flow 8 and that in different mixers they, they offer. I thought, you know, a lot of this sounds like the software probably is pretty graphical and doesn't. Yes. You know, you know, that particular that particular one, maybe not. But I suppose the open sound thing is on their bigger boards that have Ethernet and, and Wi-Fi on them, you know, but I'm thinking those two avenues are. Because I don't think it's probably realistic that Rode would put a full screen reader in there. They could do the easy things, but yeah, hope that. Or unless we did it all through, you know, asking asking them or somebody to, or going through the show's configuration file and changing settings, but you wouldn't be able to adjust on the fly necessarily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, right. You know, if they. If they comes in, we will do a demo in the first day with Neil. <laughs> <laughs> that would be because I thought, gosh, you know, it seems like, like the perfect device. If only, if only it was more hardware and, and not touchscreen, you could kind of learn to count it. Like I know Neil and them described a lot of devices where, you, you know, I'm in Wisconsin too, just a different part part of the state. And, and I thought, well, you know, some of these devices, it's like, wow, how, how did he figure out how to do all that stuff on them? <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you found, though, Con, was, and and, and this, I think I just got deafened. Um, 
And, and maybe we can come up with more things like this. For example, if you press the button at the top of a channel strip, you come in on mic volume. So you can use the um, rotary control to change that volume. Obviously, you can change it on the fader, but this is actually what's changing it on the device. If you keep the fader no, in the unity fader, gain... The fader is to change the volume, but when you turn the rotary encoder after pressing the channel button, it's changing the gain, you know, right. input gain. So yeah. that's just lucky that it comes in there. Uh, yeah, today I noticed that accidentally. <laughs> you know, I may have to go experimenting to see if there are other things. I mean, I do have yeah. sighted help, so if I crash the thing, <laughs> that's one of the things what I learned. If you, uh, this is Brian, what happens if you press the channel button twice? Nothing. It, it, it probably to it toggles on and off. Yeah, it is just uh, going to main screen again. Yeah, but but okay, but, so but you, you can yeah you, uh, you can you can press the uh, you know back button from the left corner of the screen every time to go back to the main menu, or you can also press the channel button for the second time to go back to the main screen. Now here's a thing I've been wondering because, at least for me, if I slide my finger around on the screen, nothing happens. I have to pick yeah. up my finger and touch it. So yes. what is the likelihood that at least some kind of stylized template can be made? Now, I know that on the screen, things don't stay the same. So if I mark something as playback to be able to playback my sound, it at some point is going to become something else. But could one... You talked about how I learned all the stuff about recording. I mean, how can you can you figure out... Okay, where do I put this this dot or whatever the place in the template is that that might say play, but note that it also does X, Y, and Z depending on where you are. Now that's not what I hope the final result is, but I do wonder, for starters, if that is some possible. It is possible to find some buttons. For example, uh, just just a quick example: when you press settings gear, and if you find the shows, for example. The export button is the blow of the number four, channel number four. It's a small button. And when you touch at once, you can you read the screen with seeing AI or, you know, SuperSense or Envision AI, whatever you are using. And it says, you know, uh, ex exporting is in progress. And after that, you can click the same place to click the done button. But, but for example, yeah, th this is possible for some change. But in some screens, for example, enabling multi-track recording for post or pre-fader, uh, you know, it, there's a tab on the screen and you you need to change the, you know, orientation of the, uh, you know, something that you're using, for example, you know, it's really, I really don't know it works, but yeah, you can. You for, can't for get to settings, everything. No, there's, there's obviously yes, no for way. For some settings, maybe. Yeah. yeah. For example, I think uh, you can... Uh, use a paper or something, and you can just uh, you know add some points to to click the virtual faders number one two three. They're working uh, showing together on the screen, and when you touch at once, you can use a rotary encoder to adjust. For example, for my unit, the channel number three and four uh, stereo linked right now and uh, assigned to virtual channel number one. When I connect a 
you know, synthesizer or anything with the line level thing, for example, I can press virtual number one on the screen, on the main screen, and I can use a rotary encoder to, you know, change the volume of it. Yeah, that could be an option, for example. So there's stuff that can be done now with those of us who think we're able to figure out a few things that can be done, like you finding the, touching the, the top button above the channel and doing the, sorry about my throat, it's going, and doing the rotary encoder. <clears throat> That's not the final step, though. Um, but the more we learn, the more we share with the community. Unfortunately, if we do too much, Rode may decide, forget it. I don't know. I just, I, you're right. I don't think they're in bad faith. I just think it is not the top of the barrel and uh, never will be. And it's it's not a cheap device. Well, it's, what did I pay? $700? But yeah. when you think you got pretty much a whole broadcast unit in the box, uh, that's a pretty yes. cool app. I mean, a pretty cool device. I, I agree with you. Yeah, they, they, you know, I think we mentioned everything, almost everything. Yeah, I'm sorry that and we so, may have missed some hands raised. This will be recorded. Yeah, but, but yeah this is our first recording, and please forgive us. <laughs> we will be, you know, use a mobile phone later, maybe. Uh, but but uh, I, I I just, you know, trust you, Clubdag, but it seems that. <laughs> I, I wonder, there we do we do have, and it's still active, a Rode Procaster uh, listserv, do we not? Yeah. And I wonder yeah, I if, if we can give out that address uh, or for people who want to comment or ask questions. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Let me check the full address, please. That way you can get your questions answered, if nothing else. And learn what we find about. I think that that listserv may become more active. I'm just checking right now. Yes, it is. Roadcaster at groups.io. And roadcaster is all one word. Yeah, roadcaster. Of course, if it's an email. R-O-D-E-C-A-S-T-E-R at groups.io. You can put subscribe word in subject line, or you can directly send an email to roadcaster uh, plus subscribe at groups.io and we'll approve it, uh, uh, you know, when you reply the email. I can't remember. Yeah, Are you the other email? Are you the other admin? I know I'm one, but I don't remember who the other one is. Uh, maybe Oren O'Neill. I don't know. We'll soon see. Anyway, um, if nobody else has any questions, and even if you do and we can't see them, uh, it's because we're... Never mind. Um, thank you all for being here. And we hope we haven't bored you to tears. And I hope that we can share good news with you in the future. And if you want to sign up for that list, please do. And if we find something exciting, we'll do another chat. And this time we'll use um, iOS instead of DEC 
uh, which I tried yesterday and didn't like, but I didn't know it wasn't going to get hands raised. That's that's not good. So unless you have something else, Khan, um, do you? Let me check now. He's checking his list. Checking it twice. And there, there are some listening people available, but there's not any raised hands right now. Okay. Okay, guys. Well, thank so, you all. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. You know, you made our day good. So hope that we we will have some good news for you, and we will announce it in everywhere when we got something. Yeah, thanks for your time and for your contribution as well. Thanks for your great show and information. Thank you. Yeah, we are newbie f for this setup, you know. <laughs> yeah. So hope I've that never you, done a, you know, a joined thing before, but yes, yes. And I think and it would work if we both if we both used. Um, I am at, iOS. I am new at Club Tech and Neil uh, new at Club <laughs> and I'm new at Clubhouse. Period. Yeah, so you got some something. newbies here. Yeah, you have some newbies, but you know, I <laughs> believe that newbies are <laughs> loving to do that. Okay, yeah, I think we've covered our. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay. Talk Thank soon. Thank you for joining us again. Talk soon. Bye bye. bye.